0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Just when the caterpillar thought its life was over, (laughs) it became a butterfly. You know, I think of the butterfly and the caterpillar. I think, you know, sometimes people be like, you know what? You've changed. And I'm like, no, I I just haven't stopped growing yet. So that's how it is with the caterpillar. Like they, they just they haven't stopped growing, and they become the butterfly, and and then they fly and they have freedom. So imagine the caterpillar. I mean, slow, ugly worm. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like the caterpillar? Or, or think about the butterfly. Flying high, beautiful. beautiful a butterfly is a sign of joy and life. That's transformation from the slow, ugly worm. To the flying high, beautiful sign of joy and life. When have you experienced this kind of transformation in your life? We're doing this series. We're digging into the one chapter books of the New Testament, and unfortunately, these tend to get overlooked. So we're calling these the one hit wonders of the New Testament. And so, uh, and technically, again, they're not books. They're letters. These are brief letters found in the New Testament of the Bible. So this is written by Paul. Today we're in this one called. Sorry, Philemon The name is difficult You can hear, I've heard it pronounced one way all my life But when you look up the pronunciation It's like not the way I learned to say it So if I say Philemon or Philemon Or any of that Just trust me, it's the same guy Philemon Now Philemon This is a story written by uh, a letter written by Paul. It's later in Paul's life, and he wrote, he's in prison in Rome, and he wrote several letters from prison in Rome uh, between the years 60 and 62 AD. So less than 30 years after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Um, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and this one, one of our one hit wonders, Philemon, written, and it's written to philemon that's why it's called that and uh he's a friend of paul's we'll see that as we read the letter probably led to led to faith in jesus by paul um the kind of the the idea we get from this brief letter is that that in his home is where the church at Colossae met where the colossians would be um and his name philemon literally means friendly Literally means friendly. Philemon literally means friendly, which is what Paul's looking for as he writes this letter. And it's written not it's written about someone else; it's written about Onesimus, this character that we find tucked away in the New Testament, just in this one letter that we find. And Onesimus had been a slave of Philemon, and he had been a, a runaway. Now, slavery at the time is not the same as the idea we have of slavery that we've experienced. In, in the history of our nation, it's a different type of thing, but the word translates as slave. He was he, he was you know kind of owned by by Philemon, um, and he'd run away. And so this was a story about how how uh, really about Onesimus, and he's a life that was changed by Jesus. And Onesimus, it's his name is actually an adjective in the Greek. The word means useful. He's a, he's you know his name means useful. And so with all that in mind, let's read this. Uh, brief one-hit wonder of the New Testament, Philemon. This letter is from Paul, a prisoner for for preaching the good news about Jesus Christ, and from our brother Timothy. I'm writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister Aphia, and to the fellow soldier Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. And I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I'm boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do, but because of your love, I prefer simply to ask you. Consider this a request from me, Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child, Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I'm sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I wanted him to uh, I wanted to keep him here with me while I am in these chains for preaching the good news, and, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you're willing, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave. He is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now, he will mean much more to you both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So, if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, and I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. (laughs) Yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask, and even more. One more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greeting. So do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Now here's our big idea for this uh, installment of our One Hit Wonders of the New Testament. Jesus brings life changing transformation that happens day to day across your lifetime. Jesus brings life giving, life changing transformation that happens day to day across your lifetime. And so, as it's day to day, the encouragement is um, you have to face your problems. You have to face your problems. You know, me trying to face my problems, sometimes it's like me looking in the mirror but still seeing the back of my head. It's like I'm not even really seeing it clearly. Uh, <laughs> how quickly do you face your problems? According to the circumstances, Paul met Onesimus in jail. The The story goes that he was a runaway slave, like a fugitive. He he had spent his li- a lifetime in denial. But Paul introduced Onesimus to Jesus. He says, verse 12 um, he's, he says, I am sending Onesimus back to you, Philemon, and with him comes my own heart. Paul was sending Onesimus back to face the one who by law was still his master, the very one who he had stolen from, the very one he had sinned against, the the, the very one he had he'd been running from. And now he's willing and ready to face all, all of that in the strength and the hope that Jesus had placed within him. If you were to ask Onesimus, what his problem was he might say i've stolen i've broken trust i've lied i've run from my problems i'm a slave i'm a fugitive see there's for us we got to face our problems and there's three things we can do. To, we can choose to do with a problem: you can curse it, nurse it, or let God reverse it. I heard a pastor named Craig Groeschel say this a number of a number of years ago, a long time ago. You can do this with a problem. You can curse it, nurse it, or let God reverse it. Well, what does it mean to curse it? That's when you complain. Why me? Why me? You just you get addicted to anger when you have a problem. You just you just get angry and you complain and you just go off. I'm not saying that never complain, but this is one thing you can do. You can get this could be your go to and get to be get addicted to the anger. You can nurse it. Like like you, you keep that problem just to get attention. Like it's the woe is me thing. It's the you get it's the addicted to sympathy thing. And and we have to be sympathetic. And it's good to have people come alongside us when we have a problem. But we don't, we don't nurse it. We need to let God reverse it. We need to truly trust Jesus and say thank you. Even in advance of the answer. Like, even in advance of the answer, trust Jesus. Say thank you. I know that you're going to do something with this. And let God reverse it. And so instead of being addicted to anger, addicted to sympathy, we get addicted to Jesus. <laughs> Psalm 27. Says the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Choose with your problems as you face them to be confident and the love of Christ. See, Jesus brings life-changing transformation. But you will still have to face your problems. And you have to keep your focus forward. If you face your problems, but you have to keep your focus forward. Okay, 2020. Am I right? (laughs) 2020. And here we are. It's the end of April 2021. And it seems like so many of us are still focused on what 2020 did to us, what 2020 took from us, what 2020 uh, uh, what happened. It seems like we're still we're halfway. We're almost at the end of April of the next year. Why do we tend to focus on what was instead of what can be? Why do we tend to have our focus on what was instead of what can be? See, Paul writes to Philemon not to focus on what was, but on what can be. Paul wants Onesimus to do the same. Focus on what was, Onesimus. not what, uh, Don't focus on what was, but what can be. He writes at verse 11, Formerly, Philemon, Onesimus was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and me. Onesimus, useful. He's finally living up to his name. <laughs> Now, there's a couple of words here that's important for us to to uh, focus on, at least at least I feel. It, it really speaks to me, so I wanted to share this, because this was originally written in Greek, and we know that the New Testament, these letters, are originally written in the Greek language, and when we go back and we find certain words that, that kind of stand out to us, we can, we can understand deeper what this is saying here. So, he says, Onesimus used to belong to you. Formerly, he, he was a slave to you. And this word that, that, trains, that translates as formally, it's, it's the word pote. And pote, uh, it, it means literally the old time. It means the past. What's in the pote needs to stay in the pote, right? <laughs> What's in the pote needs to stay in the pote. Now, another word, it's, it's, it means that currently is denuni. Now, it uses strong emphasis. It means not in the past, but now. Danuni means but now, with strong emphasis. So when we leave what's in the pote in the pote, we we, we're, we're free to focus on Danuni. <laughs> leave what's in the past in the past and focus on the but now. See, followers of Jesus, listen to me. You have been changed, and you're being changed. The Holy Spirit of the living God is within you, filling you with his light and and with his behavior. And, 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 And as he fills you with his light and his behavior, your behavior will be transformed and will begin to show it. Look at what, uh, what what he wrote. Uh, Paul wrote to Colossians while he was in the same prison. It's Colossians one twenty one. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation. See, once you were alienated, uh, alienated from God because of your sin, but but now. But now you are holy in his sight. You are without blemish in his sight. You are are free from accusation in the presence of a holy God. Yes, you, you. Maybe you're like thinking, well, I'm just not in a very good place right now, Steve. I hear you saying this, but I'm not in a very good place right now. It's time to move forward to place to the place God created you to be in this very moment and stop living in the past right here, right now. You can be free, free to stand holy in his sight, free to stand without blemish, free to stand free of accusation. Without God in my life, I might as well crawl off and uh, pull myself inside of some sad cocoon of hopelessness. But that has been my past. But now. But now, I belong to Jesus. The now that Jesus has for me is to fly free with beauty and with grace and hope. This is the message that has changed my perspective, and I pray it changes yours. In Jesus, you are a changed life. And here's the game changer when you face your problems and you focus forward, you begin to find the good even through the bad. So find the good. And celebrate. <laughs> My son Niall, nine years old, he has autism, and uh, school. He was having a rough day. Uh, the word "disruptive" was the word his teacher messaged me about his what was going on, and said uh, even said here's something that happened: is he was not really not getting his work done, and we were trying to have some correction and trying to get some some focus. He pretended to slap me. And instead of writing his assignment, he wrote, please don't tell dad, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> and uh, But bright side of it all, she continues, bright side of it, side of it all, he completed the assignment. So he, he, got the, the, he got the assignment done. And you know what happened? When, when, when we got home, I, got, I had a chance to talk with him and talk. You know, it's, it's the very moment that you say, please don't tell dad, is the very moment you need to realize dad is the one who needs to know because dad loves you. Dad has your best interests at heart. Dad wants to help you grow. And dad wants to see you succeed into who you are becoming, not what dad wants you to be, but to who you are. And we talked a little bit about this this butterfly thing, about how you used to be like the caterpillar, because he knows all about animals. He knows how the caterpillar turns into a the chrysalis and the cocoon and then there's the butterfly and, and uh, so I told him it's like, you know, you have you, you know you you know, with with autism it was like sometimes you, you maybe used to be like a caterpillar, a little bit, you know, coming along and going, but you weren't you haven't you weren't who you were supposed to be yet. And there's times when you were like in the cocoon, and, and it seems like you couldn't, you couldn't do some stuff. But now, look at all the stuff that you can do that you used to not be able to do. You're like the butterfly, and, you're, and you have beautiful wings, and you're able to fly. But you just have to remember that as you fly as the, in the butterfly, <laughs> you have to focus on where you're flying. And we began to see the good and celebrate it in the midst of that. So how do you see the good through the bad? We look at Philemon, verse 15. He says, uh, Perhaps you could think of it this way. Onesimus ran away from you for a little little while, so you could have him back forever. He's no longer just a slave. He's, He's no longer like a slave. He's a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a slave and as a brother in the Lord. So Paul writes, Hey, Philemon. I know Onesimus owes you big time, but perhaps just maybe you could change your way of thinking you could maybe you could just change your way of thinking. Onesimus is changed he's now he's a follower of Jesus, which makes him a brother, not a slave Philemon maybe maybe you could change your perspective and see the good through the bad folks maybe maybe you can see your change your perspective and and see the good through the bad onesimus thoughts about himself they had to be changed from you know what you know i'm a slave i'm fugitive i'm a thief i'm ugly i'm no good to god loves me god loves me jesus died to set me free and even if I have to pay for my, my mistakes for the rest of my life, I am loved by God and I'm accepted through the blood of Jesus. See, thanks to Jesus, I've changed my perspective and see the good through the bad. You see, uh, Onesimus, that's me. Maybe you've lived with guilt for so long, you automatically think everything's your fault. It's time to change your perspective. Maybe, maybe you've been the victim of hurtful words or actions and, and now... Now you just think all those things just must be true it 's time to get, for a change perspective. See Jesus wants to change your life. He wants you to be a changed and he wants you to be changed for life it 's time to take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for your thoughts. so look for the good in yourself look for the good look for the good in yourself even if even if only you only see one small thing at first. Embrace it. Celebrate it. When our perspective of ourselves changes, so does the perspective of others about us. So look for the good in yourself. And look for the good in others. Pointing out the bad in others' lives, it's, it's, it's reached epidemic proportions in our culture. And if we're following Jesus, if we're moved by the Holy Spirit, we will be different. Philippians four eight says, fix your thoughts on what is true. And honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Thinking, you know, fixing your your mind on, on, on things that are true, and honorable, and right, and pure and lovely, and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise. It leads us to be changed for life. Jesus brings life changing transformation that happens day to day across your lifetime it takes a daily effort to keep going forward so take the next step write down any problem or problems you need jesus to help you through you don't have to you don't you can't it's great to have people that pray with you. We're what we love praying with others here at Awaken Church. You can let us know. You could you know you can contact us anytime for prayer. We're, we we would love to pray with you. But you can take some ownership and you don't have to tell anybody. Just write it down. You can even tear it up later. But write down something that you need Jesus to help you through. And then do this. This is why I want you to write it down. Because then, beside it, write down something good you can celebrate in the midst of this problem. Write down the problem that, you, that you're, going to be, you're prayerfully asking Jesus to help you through. And then write down beside it something good you can celebrate in the midst of this problem. Let's look for the good, even in the bad, and celebrate that we are changed for life. Lord, we love you and thank you for our time together today. Thank you for this ancient letter to uh, a guy named Philemon that we we can read and realize that Lord, there's so much in it for us. We're not Philemon, we're not Onesimus, um, but God, we're not, we're like, we're like all, we're like both. <laughs> We're in need of grace. We're in need. Of, we're in need of the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus in our lives. Lord, we go through stuff. We go through stuff, and sometimes we just we just leave you out, not not even realizing how much you care about all the problems and all the stuff we go through. And we know, Lord, it's not it's not you. It's not your nature to take away all our problems but you will always walk with us through them. And Lord, we want to thank you for that. We want to love you for that. So Lord, I'm asking you to help us as we begin to take note of something that we're dealing with, that there's a problem here. Jesus, we need you. We need you to walk with us through this problem. We need you to help us in the midst of this problem. If it's your will, would you take it away? But if not, strengthen us to continue to go forward and open our eyes to that, that maybe it's just one thing that we can celebrate even in the midst of this problem. One thing that we can grab a hold of and be thankful for. One thing that we can say, praise God for this in the midst of this problem. I've learned this or I experienced this or I have this because of that problem. Thank you, Lord, that you are always present and always at work, even now in the midst of this. Thank you for changing us Day by day. Give us give us grace for ourselves and for each other. Lord, to take it day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church L A.